Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 6th of June as we begin another week we move into a new section of Philippians chapter 2 and throughout the week we're going to be looking at verses 12 to 30 Uh, today specifically verses 12 to 13 and if you were with us on Sunday or you listened online then you'll know that the general theme of this passage is Paul giving us examples of what salvation looks like in our lives today. And in the first section, we have the example of the Philippians, followed by the example of Timothy, and then Epaphroditus. So let's uh, look at the verses today, just two of them, verses 12 to 13. But I think as we look at these verses today, you're going to see where these verses can be misunderstood and cause us all sorts of problems. And then hopefully a simple way that we can understand what's being said. So let's read together. Uh, Paul says, therefore, now I know I've said this before and I'll keep saying it every time we encounter it, but whenever we find that word therefore, we need to think what is it therefore. And of course, it links us back to the previous uh, verses at the beginning of chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, and you can go back and read those verses. But there Paul is giving us this wonderful picture of Jesus in his humility coming to the earth, offering himself, emptying himself so that he might go to the cross and die for us. And then his heavenly father exalts him and magnifies his name. And because Jesus has humbled himself and come and he's offered himself so freely, Paul is now saying, therefore, Because Jesus has done all that, my dear friends, then this is what I want to see happening with you. And here's the key to understanding what's about to come in this passage. Paul is writing here to my dear friends. He's writing to members of the church. He's writing to people who have already come to salvation. He's writing to the converted, as it were. And that helps us understand what comes in the next few sentences. Because it would appear that Paul is saying that we need to work to get our own salvation. But, of course, we know from elsewhere in Paul's writings that we can't earn our salvation. We can't work at our salvation. It is a free gift from God. But what Paul is doing here is he's writing to those who have already received salvation. They've been converted in the past and now they are being saved day by day. It's this word sanctification. And sanctification means to sanctify something. If you have something that has been sanctified, it has been set apart. It has been designated as being special. And the process that Paul has in mind here is that we should become holy just as Jesus Christ is holy. And therefore, here as Paul is writing, we have a work to do in that whole process 
of becoming holy and being sanctified. But it's not something that we do on our own. It's something that we do in partnership with Jesus Christ. So as I read through this, bear that in mind that there is work that we need to do and there's work that only God can do. And these two things come together because the bit that God alone can do has already happened. These people that Paul is writing to are already converted. So he says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So there we have it. We have to continue. We have to keep going. We have to keep doing this. And what is it that we're to do? We're to work out our salvation. We are to work at our salvation so that it comes complete in our lives. But we don't do that on our own because it is God who works in you. So God is in us through his Holy Spirit. He is working salvation through us. And so we can only work out our salvation because God has made that first step and is continually working in us. As we come to God, we're to come with fear and trembling. And this is the only correct response whenever it comes to God, because he already is holy, and he's making us more like him day by day. He's helping us to mature day by day, and therefore we become holy. But we're nowhere near as holy as God is. And in the Old Testament, whenever people encountered the holiness of God, they shook, they trembled, they were in fear. Think of how many times in the Bible that God or an angel or Jesus says, do not fear. And that was simply because when people were confronted by the holiness of God, then they could hardly stand. They were fearful and trembling at the awesomeness of the God who was before them. And so if we want to work out our salvation, we need to come with fear and trembling before God. There is an element here of coming to God and almost being so frightened of him that we dare not speak to him. And that is in such contrast to the casualness that often exemplifies our relationship with Jesus and our approach to him. But yet at the same time, the fear and the trembling is not paralyzing. Because we realise that our Saviour, Jesus, opens his arms and welcomes us. He says to us, do not fear. And we almost imagine that there's a contradiction here, but there isn't. 
as we look at Jesus and see who he is, we are fearful and we tremble. And then as he speaks to us and brings us into his presence, he tells us not to fear. He takes away that fear because God is working in us. God is working in us to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. He has a plan for us. And therefore, as he is shaping us and moulding us, he is working out that plan. Now, in saying all of that and looking at all of that in this verse, I've missed out the first bit and I want to go back to it again. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed. And this is what the working out of our salvation is all about. It is about obedience. It is about obeying what God has done. And Paul here is impressed by the Philippians because they do it not only in his presence, but also whenever he is absent. These Philippians have grasped what the correct response to God is. That as they see a humble Jesus who is exalted on high, they offer their obedience to him. And that is how our salvation is being worked out, by being obedient to Jesus Christ, in fear and trembling, as it were, that we would do the right thing and say the right thing. So let's bow before God now and ask that, he would work in us as we seek to work out our salvation and as we obey him. Lord God, we thank you that you have called us to you today to be saved. Lord, help us to work out our salvation day by day. Help us to obey your commands and to treat you, Lord, with the respect that you deserve as we come before you with fear and trembling. But Lord, we thank you that that fear and trembling does not paralyze us, but instead it enables us to take part in your service. And therefore, Lord, we come to you now asking that you would lead us and call us in Jesus' name. Amen.